today on the Wednesday edition of the Daily Getter Daily Thought. If you are left, you just ain't right podcast. We're going to get into some things that Ricky Gervais said that uh, offended some some poor little souls. And Ricky, uh, Ricky Gervais ain't backing down. Good for him. I like people who stand up for their freedom of speech and don't suffer the fools. Uh, good for him. We've got the world's most woke coach, really good coach in the NBA, Steve Kerr, uh, going off on guns again. Uh, he may be the stupidest human being on guns there is. He really thinks all he has to do is repeat certain narratives that are completely false, and somehow we'll pass gun laws that will make bad people into good people. Ignore all the laws already passed. Ignore that they're being ignored. Ignore that new ones won't do anything to stop criminals because you're Steve Kerr. And we're going to go into something about little Stevie that's very hypocritical about his stance on school safety. How much does he really care about your kid's safety at school? We'll talk about that a little bit. We'll talk about a grandma in Florida who, uh, who had a home intruder. And guess what? Thankfully, she didn't listen to Steve Kerr. She was a gun owner, and she shot the guy uh, before he probably did her harm. I'm sure Steve Steve Kerr would be really triggered over that. But we've also got news that Pepsi, you know, the other cola company that battles Coke all the time, well, they've been a a Super Bowl halftime sponsor for those horrible halftime shows that I don't watch. Uh, for right at 20 years, and they've said no mas to that. So the NFL is going to go out and hopefully, for them anyway, get a new uh, <coughs> excuse me, a new sponsor. All that today and more on the Daily Gator Daily Thought with me, Doug Hagan. Folks, you know what time it is. It's time to kick this pig. And welcome to the Daily Gator Daily Thought. If you're left, you just ain't right podcast. Uh, first off, there are no words as to what happened yesterday uh, at school in, in South Texas. There are no words. It was evil. 
who was an active and evil little bastard who unfortunately wasn't uh, killed in some industrial accident before they grew to an 18-year-old who would butcher people in cold blood. And uh, I get sick. I don't know if it's mental health. I don't care. I don't know if he was evil, if he was worshipped Satan, if he was possessed by a demon. I don't know what was the matter with this little bastard. I wish he'd never been born, frankly. People like him are evil. Uh, no better than Hitler. He never had the power, thank God, that a Hitler had to, to wreak the carnage of a Hitler or Stalin or Paul Pot, some, some monster like that. Uh, but to do what he did, uh, I hope hell is extra hot for him. And I know I'm not supposed to say things like that. But uh, I just, I can't abide what certain people do. Uh, I can't forgive it. I can't uh, excuse it. I can't make any type of, of, of judgment on it except to wish him the most suffering any human beings ever had, frankly. Uh, what he did was evil. And we need to damn well recognize there's evil in the world. Okay? If you don't believe there's evil, you are a fool. If you don't believe there are evil people, you're a fool. If you don't believe there's people out there that are just, for whatever reason, the Ted Bundys of the world, other serial killers, monsters like this this shooter, evil. And to all those who suffered a loss, prayers, thoughts are with you, yes. Uh, if I could change it, I would. But... I hope you can find comfort somewhere uh, in church, through your pastor, your minister, rabbi, whatever the case. Um, God bless you. A lot of people are thinking about you, praying about you, and there there are no words. Uh, there really never will be for something like this. And for those of you who seemingly could not wait to make a political point out of it, to pull a political stunt out of it, you people are bottom of the barrel. You really are. Beto O'Rourke, who, who in, interrupted a some statements by the governor, lieutenant governor of the state of Texas today, and, and some other officials, and little Beto had to make his political points. He had to have his little moment of outrage because he's running for governor. He's going to get his ass kicked by uh, the reigning governor of Texas, uh, Greg Abbott. And uh, I think Beto knows it. Beto is a publicity whore. That's what he is. Uh, he's a truly a stupid human being. He's goofy as, as a... Uh, I don't know what to say. He's as goofy as, as a, uh, a pet coon would be or a pet skunk or, or whatever. He's just a goofball. He's not a serious person. This is for his, his little publicity stunt. Maybe he'll get a political appointment out of it. Maybe he'll write a book. Who knows? Uh, but to the families of the, those that lost, I hope you understand people like Beto O'Rourke was 
at some point in his soul gleeful that he had an opportunity to pull the stunt. And if I was one of those family members and someone pulled a stunt like that, I would have floored him. Uh, I urge you not to do that. Don't pick up foul. I'm just telling you my my personal feelings. Uh, I hate publicity whores, and Bet O'Rourke is nothing but a cheap publicity whore. Uh, from NBC News, Beto O'Rourke, who's a Democratic candidate for Texas governor, he'll win that right after hell freezes over for the fourth time. Approached the stage during Governor Greg Abbott's news conference Wednesday, confronting him over the Robb Elementary School shooting. Uh, O'Rourke told Abbott the shooting was totally predictable. Well, if it's totally predictable, Jack Wagon, why didn't you stop it, Beto? Why didn't you? Totally predictable. No, of course it wasn't predictable. Uh, except in that there are evil people in the world, and when you recognize there are evil people in the world, you recognize one of the key reasons why God gave us the right to self-defense. Which Beto, of course, wants to come door to door and take your your AR, your AK, whatever, uh, which will never happen. He doesn't have a sack big enough, and that's never going to happen in America. Uh, he also told Governor Abbott that he was doing nothing. Uh, boom! This is on you until you choose to do something different or work continued. Blaming the governor of Texas or any state of any party for a mass murder or work, you're a clown. And we know what you're doing. You're all about Beto O'Rourke. Uh, all about Beto O'Rourke. O'Rourke was shouted down by several of the officials on stage with one calling him, people on stage, I think he was the mayor of the town, uh, called him a sick son of a bitch. Good for you, Mr. Mayor. That describes Beto O'Rourke, the egomaniacal little bastard that he is. The little wannabe tough guy, the wannabe statist, the wannabe totalitarian starter kit. That fits him perfectly. He was escorted out by police. Unfortunately, they did not pepper spray him or beat him with nightsticks. I would have paid extra for that, I gotta say. Uh, following a works disruption, the governor said the focus should be on the healing and hope of the victims. There's a time and a place, Beto. A time and a place. This wasn't a time. It wasn't a place. At all. Uh, and at some point, I hope, Beto, you're sober enough, not smoking whatever, uh, and you're uh, decent enough a human being to realize that. Uh, I hope. I hope that for you. Again, enough about Beto O'Rourke. He's, he's, he's an insignificant little 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 person, frankly. But let's talk about another guy. <clears throat> I was just flipping channels here, and I came across uh, ESPN, and they have their uh, hour-long NBA special play during the playoffs. They have a, a NBA uh, review, preview, whatever it is. Uh, but there's little Steve Kerr ranting and raving about how all the 50 U.S. senators who are Republicans, they're responsible. They're not doing anything. They're holding the country hostage. They love firearms, not kids. Same old garbage. 
and saying lying that they won't vote on background checks. If Steve Kerr knew the first damn thing, if he knew the first damn thing about the laws on guns in this country, and he should inform himself. Maybe he prefers being being an ignorant little man, obviously, who's outraged all the time. And, of course, the media fawns over him. Oh, poor little Stevie Kerr. He's so woke. He cares so much. We'll get into how much this little guy actually cares in reality, not theory. Not liberal land, but real land. Uh, but Steve Kerr is still telling this lie that we don't have background checks on, on gun sales. It's federal law, Steve Kerr. Federal law. You don't buy a firearm legally unless you do a background check. Now, you can do it legally through a private transaction. And some people think that having background checks on those would be a good idea. But honestly, Steve, think about this. Think you're a great coach. You're a very smart guy. You're one of the best coaches in sports, quite frankly. If you're a criminal, Steve, and you want to do something bad, and you want a gun to do it with, but you, maybe you've got a criminal record, you can't buy one legally, so you find somebody selling one and offer to give them X amount of dollars. Do you think that a bad guy is really going to go through a background check? It's a new law. You think they're going to do that? No, they're going to wait, and they're going to steal a gun. They're going to get one illegally, or they're just going to find somebody who's legally going to sell it to them and not going to ask for a background check. Every law you want to throw out there, there's ways around it, and bad guys will find them. They always do. We have hundreds upon hundreds of gun laws in the country, Steve Kerr. And yet we still have all these things happening. It's almost as if something crazy is going on, like bad guys not obeying laws. Have you ever thought about that, Steve? I wonder if he's literally ever thought, wait a minute, murder's already illegal. All these things are illegal, yet none of those laws stop the bad guy. But eventually, I guess Steve Kerr is stupid enough to think that you pass enough laws, they'll go. Th these bad, evil people will, will come up across the law and go, "Well, I can't break that one. I got to go straight now." Uh, but anyway, that's Steve Kerr. But let's let's <laughs> let's go to the outkick for a minute. Let's consider how much Steve Kerr really wants to protect school children from those evil AR-15s. Now, he had his little little spiel at the, uh, uh, at the little uh, NBA deal there. He had that. But something interesting about it. Last year, uh, Steve Kerr was a big backer of the Black Lives Matter and all the, quote, social justice types. Big fan of that stuff. But there was a proposal that we take cops out of schools out in the Oakland area. He coaches Golden State, which is in the San Jose, Oakland, San Francisco area. And Steve Kerr was all behind taking cops out of schools. Now, we know the police engaged this shooter yesterday. We know that they saved lives. Steve Kerr, if you really care about kids, you'd have had many more dead kids yesterday if you 
the idea that you supported Mr. Morality, that you supported having no gut, no cops in schools. So how much do you really care about school safety, school security, and children being safe in school, Steve? Knowing that you willingly threw your weight and your social justice uh, warriorism all behind it, taking cops out of schools. Clay Travis pointed that out, how, uh, you know, hypocritical that is. Very, very strange, isn't it? Very strange how people like Steve Kerr talk out of one side of their mouth and do something else while, while no one's looking, basically. Very interesting that uh, you would care so much about school safety for kids as long as it means disarming people like me and law-abiding citizens. Or maybe you just don't want to, maybe you just hate guns. Maybe you just want to disarm law-abiding Americans. Maybe that's your thing. Maybe that's just Steve Kerr's little deal. What do you think, guys? I don't know. But anyway, Outkick, uh, at the Outkick, Clay Travis pointed that out. Uh, good for them. Point out the hypocrisy of Steve Kerr. And, of course, on the uh, ESPN the NBA pregame show there, uh, I, was, I, I went by flipping channels. And it was Steve Kerr love fest. Oh, he's such a social justice warrior. He's been on the cutting edge of this fight for justice and fight for gun safety, you know, blah, blah, blah. A bunch of buffoons that don't know one damn thing about the law. No reporter called him out in Dallas when he went on his little pregame uh, between the Mavericks and the Warriors, little pregame spiel on guns and, and demonizing Republican senators and demonizing the Second Amendment and demonizing gunners. No one called him on any of his BS there. Nobody on that show is going to call him out. They're just going to pump him up and prop him up and tell him how great he is. You know, ESPN, I'd prefer you stay out of sports, but if you're going to get political, then by God, make an honest effort to have what? Have a balanced product. If you're going to feature Steve Kerr, then have somebody else in the world of sports, especially the NBA, and yet I know you can find them because I could name a couple of them, that would gladly come on and, and debate you. So if you're not going to do that, just stay out of sports. Of course, the left can't do that because the left, well, they can't win a damn debate. And speaking of guns, gun safeties, uh, blah, blah, blah. I also found this on the Outkick, a little piece by Joe Kinsey. A Florida woman, a 70-year-old Florida woman uh, named Virginia Morrison, deserves our applause and our thanks uh, and some kind of medal. Uh, Governor DeSantis should give her something. Uh, Virginia Morrison, what did she do to deserve my praise, Governor DeSantis's pray, uh, praise, and everyone else's praise? Not Steve Kerr, of course. He's, he's probably would hate this woman. Uh, but 70-year-old Virginia Morrison grabbed her piece, her firearm, and she committed the act that Steve Kerr hates self-defense oh my god she didn't shoot a bad person did she well apparently yes uh an alleged guy 
pulled up and refused to comply with Virginia's warning shot at the home invader. That's how Joe Kinsey puts it. Uh, 38-year-old Ezekiel Rosario Torres uh, got shot after he walked into her home Sunday afternoon. So he, this guy just strolled into this, this elderly woman's home. Uh, she said, I didn't know what he was going to do, but I knew I was going to protect myself. Okay, someone go get Steve Curry. He's probably, he's probably cuddled up in a corner crying himself to sleep because a bad guy got shot. Uh, she said, I'm a fighter. I'm going to defend myself uh, during an interview with Fox 35 News. Uh, he stepped in, so apparently he just walked into her house. She turned around, and I said, who the hell are you? What do you want? The guy said nothing. He never said a word the whole time he was here, she said. Uh, one thing led to another, <clears throat> uh, and she got her gun, and the guy just never would leave. And then he started coming toward her, approaching her, and I fired a shot above him and said, back off. Well, he just kept coming toward me, she said, so I lowered my gun and I shot him. I didn't realize I hit him, but once I looked, he had a hole in his t-shirt, and I thought I got him. And there's a picture of this guy. He looks like, uh, <laughs> looks crazy. Looks a little like Better O'Rourke. Not really. He looks more manly than Better O'Rourke. Of course, my my 12-year-old niece looks more manly than Better O'Rourke. And she doesn't look manly at all. Okay? Don't even make remarks about my niece. I will come through this podcast, my friends. Uh, Morrison said she did not want to have to take the intruder's life, but it was either that or possibly her life and her partner, who was also in the house. Uh, she said, I hope God can forgive me for taking a man's life. I don't think that'll be a problem, Virginia. So, there you go. See, that's what people do with firearms every day in this country, thousands of times. Most of the time, they never even fire the gun. But people like Steve Kerr aren't aware of this. And frankly, I think people like him are really too radical to even uh, consider it anymore, that, that this actually happens. Uh, very, very, very good news. I, I'm not glad the man's dead. But when people commit self-defense, good guys win. Evil loses, good wins. When good wins and evil loses, that's a good day. Now, it doesn't take a, a brilliant person to come up with this. It just comes this comes from somebody who has the remote amount of moral clarity that any human being should have. Uh, and speaking of morality, let's talk about the NFL halftime shows, which to me have been very immoral. The only one I ever enjoyed was, uh, well, generally it's old bands that, are, that they just suck now. The sound sucks. They have all these stupid dancers out there. Yeah, the Rolling Stones are the Who playing. And you have all these dancers dancing like it's uh, a rap concert or something. That's not good. Okay, choreography isn't supposed to be that. Uh, but anyway, to me, the Super Bowl should be about a great football game, hopefully. Or, or, and rather, it should be about great commercials. They've already ruined the commercials. Try to find an interesting commercial during the Super Bowl the last 10 years. 
everyone's afraid. I guess all these businesses are afraid they're going to offend somebody. There used to be hilarious commercials by Bud Light and Doritos and oh, awesome commercials. Now it's, okay, that might offend somebody. You might want to take that part out of the commercial. We don't want to, we don't want to trigger somebody. You know, this, this sickening effort by the left and others to, to, to sanitize everything down and sterilize everything to where there's no drama, there's no comedy, there's no interest. Leads to a very boring place, my friends. Uh, but anyway, Pepsi has been been uh, sponsoring the halftime show, meaning Pepsi's been spending a lot of money for sets and, and dancers who can't dance that well and all kind of goofy stuff since 2003, so 20, 19 years. <clears throat> well, Pepsi, no mas. No mas Pepsi at your halftime show. You'll see, you'll understand the words that are coming out of my mouth. No mas for Pepsi. Uh, they sponsored the NFL Super Bowl halftime show since 2003. And Pepsi is, well, they're going elsewhere. They decided to discontinue their halftime partnership with the league, meaning their performances like those from February featuring Dr. Dre, Eminem, and Snoop Dogg. You know, I didn't watch a damn second. And I didn't miss it because that's, that's not my taste in music. We'll need to, uh, are going to have to find someone else to fund their elaborate stages. And again, it's just, what, 20, 25 minutes? And you, all these millions spent on stage and this and that. Why don't you give that to charity? Why don't you give that to to needy kids, or or to get stray animals off the street, or do something about uh, treatment of animals or kids or whatever? Research for some horrible disease. Uh, and a statement released to the Hollywood Reporter. <clears throat> Apparently, they report on Hollywood. Who knew? Uh, the NFL confirmed they are now seeking a new halftime show sponsor. Who could it be? A beer company would be nice. It might be a little more engaging and entertaining. I know. I have the perfect one. We'll have Ricky Gervais, who we're going to talk about in a couple minutes. We'll have Bill Maher. We'll have Dave Chappelle. We'll have every uh, politically incorrect comedian we can. Come and tell jokes that will trigger people. That I would love. Can you imagine the weeping and gnashing of teeth at the Super Bowl halftime show? He misgendered me. I'm suing. God, that'd be great. A halftime show dedicating to misgendering people who don't know what freaking gender they are, if they made up a gender or decided they want to be a new gender, they've created a brand new gender that doesn't exist. The gender agenda. Somebody should write a book. The gender agenda is so effed up. Uh, the Super Bowl halftime performance is going to, to become one of the most talked about music events of the year and delivers what advertisers most crave, aggregating, aggregating rather, <clears throat> a massive live audience so why is Pepsi one out if it's so great? Maybe they're not making the money back. As you would expect, we've received an incredible amount of interest from the marketplace and look forward to announcing a new partner. 
well, I'm happy for you. I really don't care if I never see another halftime show, to be honest, at any sporting event. Uh, it'll be too soon. There's only one halftime show I would watch. And it, it, if it honored the most incredible, engaging, entertaining, exhilarating, thrilling, and exciting cinematic moments in motion picture, motion picture history. And you all know what that's from, obviously. And this may be a divide here. Men and women may say a different thing. I think if men had a choice, they would easily say, the. if you go back from the movie From Dust Till Dawn, the scene with Selma Hayek in the bikini doing the dance with the snake. The absolute perfection of Selma Hayek in a bikini. But doing that dance, greatest cinematic moment I've ever seen in my life. I would say I cried, but I had other thoughts. But we won't go there. But anyway, uh, if you want to sponsor a halftime show and you got a lot of money, <laughs> uh, there you go, my friends. You can do it yourself. And now, quick addition today, uh, quick version. I'm out of here early. Hopefully, Ricky Gervais has, he's offended some people, and then he defended being offensive. God bless you, Ricky Gervais. All that and more right after I take a small break. And all right, here we go. Let's wrap it up with this story uh, from BBC the British Broadcast Company, I believe it stands for, Ricky Gervais has defended, quote, taboo comedy after, after what they call a backlash. Apparently, Ricky Gervais said some things that triggered some people, and oh my God, the world has to stop. I got my feelings hurt, and I am very, very, very sad right now. Uh, Ricky Gervais has defended... Uh, making jokes about, quote, taboo subjects after his new Netflix special drew criticism. Of course, Netflix just put out uh, basically kind of a memo to employees that you're going to be working on some things possibly that you might personally find offensive in programming. Uh, if you don't think you want to do that, there's the door, which is a perfect message. Very clear. We're, it, we're the entertainment industry. You might not like it if you're uh, a conservative. You might not like the show if you're a liberal. You might not show that like that show for other reasons. You know what? If you can't deal with the fact that we broadcast a diverse array of programming, some of which to me is disgusting. Uh, but I don't. I never watch those, so I don't have Netflix anymore either. But uh, if you can't handle that, there's the door. Let your feet do the walking uh, and keep your offended talking to someone else. <clears throat> uh, in Supernature, which is the stand-up comedian's, uh, <clears throat> makes a string of what he describes as ironic and satirical jokes. So the special is called Supernature, if you want to check it out. Uh, maybe you can laugh and enjoy the other, something that's offending leftist nutcases. But anyway, <coughs> the stand-up committee makes a string of what he describes as ironic and satirical jokes about female comedians, AIDS, and, uh-oh, the third rail, trans people. Dun-dun-dun-dun! 
USLGBT rights group GLAD uh, labeled the show dangerous, anti-gay, anti-trans after its release on Tuesday. If it's a comedy show, it can't really be dangerous. The only way it's dangerous is if somebody can't take a joke and goes and gets violent. And if a person does that, they're a psychopath and need to be locked up for theirs and everyone else's safety. Uh, <clears throat> however, Gervais told the BBC one of the show, one, excuse me, show, I've certainly lost my ability to speak. I'm sorry. However, Gervais told BBC One's the one show on Tuesday that comedy is for getting us over taboo subjects. That's true. Comedy is a way you can laugh at things and help to get over it. Like breaking up, uh, fractured friendships, fractured relationships, uh, negative experiences. Comedy, laughter, humor can heal a lot or help to heal anyway a lot of things uh gervais said i think that's what comedy is for really to get us through stuff and ideal in taboo subjects because i want to take the audience to a place it hasn't been before even for a split second more offense comes uh, from pe- from when people mistake the subject of a joke with the actual target in other words, you don't get the comedy because you're too busy being offended or too eager to be offended or you want to pretend to be offended. He said audience members go through a mixture of emotions when hearing a near-the-knuckle joke. It starts and they go, what is he going to say? I tell the joke, they laugh. That's what you're supposed to do when someone tells a joke. Laugh. Hopefully, unless the comedians, well... Holly Shore or somebody. Uh, it's like a parachute jump. It's scary, but then you land and it's all okay, uh, Gervais continued. I think that's what comedy is for, getting us over taboo subjects so they're not scary. <clears throat> so I deal with everything. And I think we second guess the audience too much. Again, you can't start assuming the audience is a bunch of snowflakes that are going to get their feelings hurt and bruised and, you know, that puts comedians out of work. All comedians, comedic actors, stand-up comedians, doesn't matter. However, the poopy heads at GLAD took issue with this latest routine. With uh, with officials posting on the uh, group's Twitter page, it's full of graphic, dangerous, anti-trans rants masquerading as jokes. He also spouts anti-gay rhetoric and spreads... Inaccurate information about HIV. Memo to GLAD. The sticks and the mud at GLAD. It's a joke. They're jokes. Humor. Parody. Satire. Look up the words. Have someone read the definitions to you. And then get the stick out of your asses. Oh, now I've said something offensive too. Oh no, GLAD's going to come after me now. But seriously, get the sticks out of your ass and maybe laugh a little. Maybe loosen up. <clears throat> Too much tension in the world anyway. Uh, they also said Netflix refuses to enforce its own policy that content designed to incite hate or violence is not allowed on this platform. Again, if you're a normal human being, 
watching a comedy special is not going to incite you to violence. If it does, then you have mental health problems. So maybe the folks at GLAD have mental health issues. They should get some help. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychiatrist. Not a psychologist. Not a psychotherapist. Not a psycho anything. I do a psychobabble. And I think uh, GLAD's well-versed in psychobabble. <coughs> but GLAD went to Twitter. Uh, Twitter on Twitter, glad on their official page with the blue check mark. They tweeted this, we watched the Ricky Gervais comedy in parentheses special on Netflix so you don't have to. Oh, that was an attempted humor. Maybe there's hope for glad. It's full of graphic, dangerous, anti-trans rants masquerading as jokes. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute, glad. What did you do? Read what you just wrote there. Anti-trans rants masquerading as jokes? What are you saying about trans people? Do they masquerade? Are you making some connection there? Now you've offended yourself, Glad, if you really want to be hypersensitive. See where the road leads? At least where there is no comedy, no laughter, no anything. Uh, he also spouts anti-gay rhetoric and spreads inaccurate information about HIV. And they had a, a more of the series. That was one of four tweets. I'm not going to read the other three because I don't want to. Uh, you can view it on Twitter. There's a link here at the BBC. BBC.com, News Entertainment, Arts. Uh, or just go to BBC and, and enter Ricky Gervais or really any search engine. It's a recent story. It's going to come right up here at the top. In real life, of course, I support trans rights, Gervais said. I support all human rights, and trans rights are human rights. Uh, live your best life. Use your preferred pronouns. Be the gender that you feel that you are. He said before adding a punchline about trans women. He also referred to Eddie Azard, uh, who has identified as being gender fluid, whatever the hell that means. And as requested, she, her, pronouns. <clears throat> uh, Gervais also said it's, it's mad to think that joking about something means you're anti-it. That's right. It is sad. It's unhealthy. Leftism is unhealthy for your brain and for everything else it touches. <clears throat> On the one show, uh, that's the name of the show, the one show. Gervais referred to his darkly comic Netflix series Afterlife, saying some had questioned uh, whether, whether the audience can take this. It's a comedy show. Grow up, people. Honestly. Of course they can, he continued. Real life is much worse. These are just jokes. They don't mean anything. They're just for you to laugh for an hour or so. So why? that's why I deal in taboo subjects. His comments come amid a broader debate around what is acceptable uh, to joke about in comedy. There's your problem. It's comedy, parody, satire. You know, what was the old expression? Beauty's only uh, beauty in the eye of the beholder. Comedy in the ear of the beholder or the funny bone of the, the listener or whatever they read or see or listen to. Absolutely. Not everyone has the same sense of humor. But again, the less obsession with equality raises the ugly head. I guess we're all supposed to have the same sense of humor now. 
and use the same words, boy, won't that be an exciting world to live in. Uh, last year, some viewers on Netflix complained about a stand-up special by U.S. comedian Dave Chappelle, uh, which they said was transphobic. And Dave Chappelle just got attacked by a knife-wielding psychopath on stage just recently. And he was released, wasn't charged with murder or attempted murder. Uh, and now he stabbed his roommate, this guy. So you see, by, by being soft on him because he attacked Dave Chappelle with a knife and could have killed him, probably wanted to, now he stabbed his roommate. But they were trying to make a hero out of him for a little while uh, before he stabbed his, hopefully, ex-roommate now. Uh, hopefully the guy moved out. Uh, but they were all happy that he'd get, because he said uh, uh, he attacked Chappelle in, in large part because of the jokes Chappelle told. So you're rhetor using the standard of the left here, the rhetoric the left spews about words turning into actions. If you make a joke or say something derogatory, then someone may get attacked. If the left really believed that, then they ought to be condemning themselves. Because this guy that attacked Dave Chappelle with a knife, well, eh, he did try to kill his roommate, apparently. Maybe his roommate was uh, not trans-friendly enough or something. I don't know. Because the guy who attacked Chappelle was uh, obviously has some different sexual views than your average heterosexual man. Oh, I'll just put it that way. How's that? Uh, Chappelle was attacked in stage earlier this month with a man suspected of attacking him, uh, telling the New York Post he found parts of the routine about the LGBTQ plus community and the homelessness triggering. You trigger me, I stab you. Is that the way it works now? Seriously? Uh, <clears throat> Jimmy Carr, I'm not familiar who Jimmy Carr is, but Jimmy Carr is was heavily criticized earlier this year for part of another Netflix special that included material about the murders of hundreds of thousands of people's, uh, people from Europe's traveler communities and the Holocaust. Earlier this month, the streaming giants reportedly told staff it supports the artistic expression of the creators we choose to work with, and they could leave if they did not like it. I don't know who Jimmy Carr is. I don't know anything about... Uh, the special about the murder of hundreds of thousands of people from Europe's uh, traveler communities during the Holocaust. So I can't address that, any veracity or anything. If it was insensitive, I liked it, didn't like it, I don't know. But, folks, what we're being, what is being allowed to be done to comedy is criminal. It truly is. We need to protect comedy. Comedy is a golden, wonderful thing. You know, uh, Norman Lear, Mel Brooks, what if they were trying to make movies and TV shows today? Can you imagine? And if you notice some of the most popular long-running shows on TV, uh, like the Chicago Cops, it was the Chicago PD, Chicago Med, and Chicago Fire, a lot of politically incorrect stuff goes on in there. A lot of politically incorrect policing goes on. Obviously, very. I think they're very good shows. I haven't watched the medical show. I've watched the other two. Good show. Uh, Chicago PD, I've watched the most of. Uh, they do some they do some pretty rough stuff to some bad guys. I fully approve. 
doesn't offend me at all, uh, especially the early part of the show. Uh, always had a huge crush on Rachel Bush. That's what first drew me to the show that Rachel Bush, or Sophia Bush, I'm sorry, uh, was one of the actresses playing one of the police officers. Yeah, Sophia Bush. There's something about her. She's just that really pretty gal next door that all the all the guys fall in love with because she just has something about her. She's not gorgeous. She's not incredibly sexy or anything like that. But but just just when you see her, you go wow. You just go wow. Sophia Bush. I apologize for calling you Rachel Bush. I don't even know where the hell that came from. Uh, but anyway. Uh, Good show, Chicago PD. I highly recommend it. Chicago Fire is pretty good. I can't talk about Chicago Man. I've only watched part of one one episode, I think. But anyway, thank you, Ricky uh, Gervais, for standing up, and a lot of other people apparently doing comedy specials, standing up against the BS, uh, atrocious, dictatorial, totalitarian manner in which the left wants to control speech now and ruin comedy and ruin entertainment. And ruin everything. I mean, what's next? Are we going to go to certain musicians and say that musician can't, uh, that album shouldn't be released because they're playing other people's music? You know, I like uh, a lot of great, I love blues guitar. A lot of great blues guitar players are white. I've heard people say, well, you know, Eric Clapton should be playing the blues because he's a white guy. Yeah, and look who he's playing with. Buddy Guy. Last time I checked, Buddy Guy was black and a phenomenal guitarist. B.B. King, the late great B.B. King, also black. Uh, Lucky Peterson, if you've never heard of him, do a search engine if you have Napster, some music service, or YouTube. Uh, Lucky Peterson can go on the guitar. Excellent guitar player. Gary Clark Jr. I mean, are we really going to be a society that says only this color can play this type of music? To me, that's the most racist, stupid, backwards-ass thing you could ever do. If you play blues guitar great, like Steve Ray Vaughn did, God rest his soul, like Clapton, and, and Beck and, and the late, great uh, Gary Moore. Play, baby, play. It's, it's a wonderful thing. And I've seen way too many clips of way too many uh, blues legends, white and black, playing together and just absolutely tearing it up, burning the house down, and enjoying themselves, enjoying each other's playing. Uh, a beautiful thing, my friends. I'm done. I'm out of here. I'm going to... Uh, do something exciting but i want to let you know uh, right after this the three golden rules of life of course go gators if you're left you just ain't right and god bless america please sign up if you like to be a contributor financially speaking to the daily gator daily thought if you're left you just ain't right podcast right here on anchor anchor by spotify and also one more thing the daily gator was shut down we went through that before. Uh, I told you I would be back. And the dailygator.net is the new address. D-A-L-E-Y-G-A-T-O-R.net. That is the new home of the Daily Gator. And uh, 
you ain't canceling me. Whoever canceled me for whatever reason it was, ain't happening again. Ever may happen again, I'll come back again. I'll keep coming back.